for those who set their heart on the spiritual arts, then podcasting is as inexhaustible as the sands on the beach. I'm podcasting and reading the poetry of Basho on page 137 of uh, Basho's Journey by David Landis Barnhill. And he says, praise for a painting of three sages. Now for those who set their heart on the spiritual arts and follow the four seasons. Writing is as inexhaustible as the sands on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, so this podcast is not exhausted. Not exhausting. No. No? No. So, and why are you sound exhausted? (laughs) Well... Then he says, uh, those who can express the sentiments of nature, being in touch with the subtle feelings in things, are the masters of literature. So, yeah, if I want to be a master of literature, I need to be in touch with things in nature. <laughs> In the Bunmi era, the aesthetic way flourished with the words of master poets, writings that are now our model. The joy of continuing their truth is difficult for those today. Yeah, it's hard for me uh, to continue their truth. Uh. However, the currents of aesthetic creativity shift along with heaven and earth. Inexhaustible change that is so precious. Yeah. Yeah, the change, uh, shift in creativity is so precious. (laughs) And so, desiring a portrait of Soji, Sogan, and Morataki, I sought out the brushwork of Kyohiku, a man accomplished in the aesthetic way. I have added a clumsy verse to this portrait, and now I can only bow to them with prayers that the way flourish forever. Yeah, so I'm just hoping that this podcast will flourish forever. Basho says, Tsuki no Koriya Makoto no Aruchitake. These three of the moon and flowers, masters of the truth. Huh. Yeah, these three are the masters now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so the masters are Soji, Sokan, and Morataki. Who are the masters, uh, really? I mean, are they like Saigyo or <laughs> Basho? Words of farewell to Kyoriku. Just last autumn, I happened to meet him, only to lament his departure now at the beginning of the fifth month. As our separation approached, he knocked on the door of my grass hut, and we talked leisurely all day long. Yeah, normally people talk leisurely all day long, if it's a normal society. Richly talented, he loves both painting and poetry, and I thought I'd say his interest. Why are you fond of painting? I asked. Because of poetry, he replied. Why do you love poetry? Because of painting. Thus, these two arts have one use. You, yes, it is shameful for a gentleman to have many accomplishments. So tuning, turning two arts to one purpose is praiseworthy indeed. Huh. So, hmm. In painting, he is my teacher. In poetry, I instruct him, and he is my disciple. Yeah. My teacher has penetrated the spiritual depths of painting, and his brush moves with wondrous subtlety. 
I cannot take in all the mysterious profundity of his works. Uh, I offer these words to him, quote, My poetry is like a stove in summer or a fan in winter. It runs counter to popular taste. Yeah, these podcasts definitely run counter to popular taste. <laughs> it runs counter to popular taste. It is of no practical use. Yeah, I'm of no practical use, and this podcast is of no practical use, so don't expect to find anything. (laughs) But even in trifling words tossed off by Sunshii and Sego, there is much that is moving. Huh. Yeah, even the trifling words in this podcast, uh, if you toss them off, there is much that is moving. Hasn't retired Emperor Gotobuba stated, quote, in their poetry is truth suffused with sorrow. Yeah, it's with sorrow that I do this podcast. Gain strength from these words. Do not stray from this one thin thread. Yeah, don't stray from the one thin thread of nam or word or shabd or this music of the spheres. Uh In Kuke's writings, we find do not follow in the footsteps of the ancients. Seek what they sought. Yeah, don't just follow the masters and stuff. Blamely. Seek what they sought. Okay. This is true also of uh, haiku poetry. I lifted my lantern. I walked with him just past the gate. And then he departed. (laughs) Words sent to Kyoriku. The man returning to his native village along the Kiso Road is named Morakawa Koiriko. From olden times, those drawn deeply to the poetic way hoisted packs on their backs and suffered the pains of straw sandals and torn hats as their protection against frost and dew. Yeah, like, um... Yeah, are you putting on some suntan lotion today, or are you going to screw up again? Oh, yeah. Disciplining their hearts, they attain the truth of things, their greatest joy. Yeah, if I could discipline myself for once in my life and actually get some meditation done, (laughs) then I would experience the greatest joy. Okay, now in order to serve his lord, Koriku slings a sword at his hip and behind his pack horse marches spearmen and young retainer, their black robes waving in the wind. Uh, surely this is not his true nature. Hmm. Oh, huh. Basho says, She no hana no. Kokoro Nemo Nero Kisono Tabe Emulate the heart of Pasania Blossoms, a Kiso journey. Uki Hitono Tabe Nemo Namana Kisono Learn from the journey of a sorrowing wayfarer. Plies of Kiso. This is an explanation of seclusion. (laughs) Sexual passion is despised by the Confucian gentleman. And it is the first prohibition in Buddhism's five precepts. Yet it is so difficult to discard and often involves deep feelings. Yeah, it's hard for... To dispose of sexual passion. Really? Sexual passion is despised by the Confucian gentleman. 
And it is the first prohibition in Buddhism's five precepts. Yet it is so difficult to discard and often involves deep feelings. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can't discard it that easily. Blink. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you just don't discard it. You haven't discarded it? Huh. huh. Well... If you try to discard it, you can't. But if you do, don't try to discard it, then you'll probably get rid of it. Actually, it is the third of the five precepts. Vows get made under evening palm trees of Mount Kurabu, unseen by others. Then, unexpectedly, one is taken over by the scent of love. Huh. Yeah, as soon as you make a vow, then you're overtaken by the scent of love. Among the hidden hills, with no one watching over, indiscriminations occur. There are countless examples of people drowning in desire for a daughter of the shore, selling one's house and ruining one's life. Huh. Yeah, what's a daughter of the shore? A lot of times, uh, did they have sex trade girls in Colombia? The epitaph for a prostitute. Yeah, they'll sell, I guess. But craving, but craving a long life and tormenting one's spirit on worldly desires is to lack sensitivity to life. Oh. Hmm. But craving a long life and tormenting one's spirit on worldly desires is to lack sensitivity to life. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't lack sensitivity to life by uh, tormenting yourself over this stuff. <laughs> Compared to these, the sins of lovers are slight and tolerable. Yeah. The sins aren't that horrible, really. There's other other torments, uh, the craving. Yeah, if you have so so much craving for stuff, like craving material things, if you have a big craving for material things, that's really kind of can be worse than the sins of lovers are slight and tolerable. It is rare for anyone to reach the age of 70, and the period when mind and body truly flourish is not much more than 20 years. Huh. Yeah, we don't have that much time, and most of my years have already been wasted. Huh. It is rare for anyone to reach the age of 70. And the period when mind and body truly flourish on the tennis court. Yeah, the period of time that I have to win the uh, USTA tournaments for my age group is not much more than 20 years. Okay. Yeah, there's not that much time left. And if I assume there is, then I'm a fool. Okay. So don't be foolish. All right. The span of our first 40 years. Yeah, I wrote a memoir on my... Uh, my mem- it's called Memoir to 40. So I already wrote my autobiography. That is to 40, so... Yeah, what happens after that? Are you going to continue, or? Is that it? Is it pretty much over? The span of our first 40 years, after which old age sets in. Wow, yeah, you you clearly have, old age has clearly set in, because you uh, are clearly retarded in this podcast. Okay. The span of our first 40 years, after which old age sets in, is like the dream of a single night. Yeah, life is sort of like a dream, they say. So, 
um, at 50 or 60, we begin to sink into infirmity and grow increasingly pathetic. Yeah, this podcast is pathetic. You've grown increasingly pathetic. Okay. At 50 or 60, we begin to sink into infirmity. Yeah, you could get actually get like coronavirus or something. And yeah, and maybe all your friends, like, they have a sore foot. Or they have a bad knee. Or they have a bad hip. Or they're overweight. Or they... Yeah, they give every goddamn excuse that they can't play tennis. All right, well, so you stay sink into infirmity and grow increasingly pathetic. In the evening, we tire prematurely. Yeah, in the evening, uh, my amour, she gets tired, sick of me going to bed and retiring prematurely and going to bed early. She's uh, bored with my going to bed early. We tire prematurely, then awake early in the morning, not knowing what we want to do. Yeah, you should know what you want to do. I know you want to podcast, (laughs) and you want to play volleyball, and you want to play tennis. Yeah. But you don't seem to know what you want to do. Well, that's not true. I would like to meditate, and I like to read. I like to play the piano, and I like to play volleyball and tennis, and uh, I like to read, and I like to podcast, and I like to write poetry. Well, what else do you like to do? thought you were going to go cross-country skiing, but there's no snow. Yeah, well, I like to be flexible and adjust myself to the weather. Yeah, what about swimming and you don't have a pass to the swimming pool? And uh, In the evening, we retire prematurely, then awake early in the morning, not knowing what we want to do. You should know what you want to do. You should want to do Simran. And do meditation. Okay. Yeah, I want to be in a state where I don't want anything. Except enlightenment. Fools have many worries. Fools do. Yeah, a fool, like, he takes... uh, A fool is somebody who takes, like, buys... uh, Long only stocks and bonds. He buys stocks. He does buy buy and hold stocks, and then <laughs> and then they start falling, and he has these worries. <laughs> so it's better if you have. Um, I took up a long short portfolio, so I'm long and short, and uh, so I don't have so many worries because why? Every day last week, I went up because I was well, basically long oil and I'm long, uh, long growth stops and short. I'm long value stocks and short growth stocks. That's how you hedge inflation by buying commodities and uh, oil and shorting tech stocks and. Uh, and being long short and just having a spread. Huh. Oh, so you, the stock market last month dropped 6%. Yeah. And you were up 6%? Yeah. Wow. So fools have many worries. Those who amass carnal desires then excel in some art are unsurpassed in distinguishing right and wrong. Those who amass carnal desires and then excel in some art are unsurpassed in distinguishing right and wrong. But for some who make art their vocation, become enraged at the demonic world of avarice, only to end up drowning in a field side ditch, unable to sustain their art. Whoa, that's what happened to me, I guess. 
I made my vocation. Became I became enraged. Is that what happened in your podcast? But for some who make art their vocation, become enraged at the demonic world of avarice. Yeah, I'm enraged in this podcast. At the demonic world of avarice, only to end up drowning in the field side ditch of long short short portfolio management. (laughs) Unable to sustain their art, so... Yeah, I don't know. What if what if it goes the other way and the tech stocks go up and oil goes down? You won't be able to sustain your long short portfolio. Yeah. Okay, so I would be have a fool with many worries. Uh-huh. As the old sage of the Southern Flower said, abandon pros and cons. Forget youth and old age. So what I'll do is abandon pros and cons. I'll forget about whether youth and old age and live in tranquility. This is the delight of an old man. I guess I guess the delight that I could have as an old man is to live in tranquility and just do meditation. Wow, that would be good. (laughs) And your legs still work and you're able to, you don't even have tennis elbow at all. How do you manage that? (laughs) To live in tranquility, this is the delight of an old man. Okay, then why don't you get out there and do some tennis on the wall. Good off, not off the wall, but on the wall. Okay. I don't know if Mike went to, <laughs> he's gone. He probably went to Brooklyn. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Pod- podcasting. Well, oh my amour. Cook's breakfast is the delight of an old man. Yeah. So if I abandon the pros and cons and forget about youth and old age, and I live in tranquility, this is the delight of an old man. Yeah, this this reading this book and podcasting it is the delight of an old man. So... I'm just doing this for the delight of it, because that's why I read Heiko poetry. Poetry is just for the delight of an old man. When someone comes by, there is useless chatter. Yeah, anything but poetry. Um, any when somebody comes by, anything that's not perfected haiku poetry in Japanese is useless chatter. Huh? Aguacati? Oh, you have aguacatis? No, I don't know. No, I No aguacatis? No, they don't Well, okay. You, we're going to pack our, our lunchy because no. lunchy, our mercy is muy difficult to find uh, vegano and uh, the proper proper lunchy. A bueno lunchy is muy difícil because it's all mucho carne and you will pack our uh, vegano burgessa? No? I'm just no, saying. No, no frio is no good? Oh, okay. Oh, we could also eat out. Uh, but we spend so much time looking for a place to eat out. Yeah, we don't have to cook all the time. Like, it's like slavery for a woman to have to cook every single meal. It's like slavery. The man should take the woman out to dinner. Okay. When someone comes by, there is useless chatter. Yeah, like whenever I podcast this very important poetry, I put in useless chatter. I put in, I'm, I am useless chatter, but this book is tremendous and brilliant. So 
When someone comes by, there is useless chatter. When I visit others, I worry that I'm disturbing them. Yeah, I worry when I do this podcast that I'm disturbing people who are sleeping. Sun Jin shut his door. Du Wu Lang locked his gate. Yeah. If you, if you have any sense about you and don't like useless chatter, you should lock your gate and turn off this podcast and don't listen to it. Okay. Having no friends. Yeah, the fact that I have no friends is kind of why I do this stuff because I don't have any friends, hardly any friends on on Instagram or like uh, on Facebook or maybe Wix blog. I don't have any friends. Having no friends will be my true friend. Yeah, the fact that I have no friends basically comes down to being my true friend. That, that That's what we talked about. My explanation of seclusion or my solitude is the fact that I have no friends and that I alienate them in this podcast. <laughs> that's also why my girlfriend is Spanish because any English listening woman would be alienated and having no friends will be my true friend. Poverty will be my wealth. Uh, yeah. I was able to turn poverty into extreme wealth. Uh, yeah, if you are poor, you could actually... It's very lucky because you can meditate and turn your poverty into wealth. Uh, true wealth, that is. It's like... Uh, when you're, you have instantaneous third eye huh? opens up instantaneously, and no, and no wait. I don't like waiting. Yeah, who likes waiting? You know, if you had all the wealth, then you might have to wait. Oh, yeah, poverty will be my wealth. An obstinate old man of fifty years. I write to admonish myself. Yeah, I'm an obstinate old man of 50 years so in my um, uh, by a lot. Oh, look at the snow, Amar. Amar, look out the window. Look at Neva. Look, Marar, the Neva. It's Nevada. It's snowing. I'm obstinate about the fact that I'm going to go cross-country skiing. I mean, I'm obstinate. I don't care if there is a line, and I don't care if it's first come, first serve, and I'm slow at the draw and getting there. I'm obstinate, old man of 50 years. I write to admonish myself, and I podcast to admonish myself. Yeah. What? Mm. Mm. I podcast to admonish myself. I write to admonish myself. He says, Asagayo, yeah. Hirawayo, Dorasu, Manongaki. Morning glories locked during daytime. My fence gate. Yeah, the gate is. I locked up, we uh, locked the gate, uh, even during the daytime. Oh, you have a new gate in the front of the house? Yeah, there's a, we put in a new gate, which is locked all the time. <laughs> why is the gate, why is society so gated off now? Yeah, that's the gate is what it's all about in modern times, the gate. The fence gate, oh, is locked. The life of Tojin. The venerable Tojin was of the uh, Onomoto family, and his god-grandfather, <coughs> called named Takeshita, was an eminent farmer from Katakta and Goshu. Yeah, Lyle Smith was a uh, was of the Smith family, and his grandfather. Uh, no, Roy Smith and Hiram Smith was an 
eminent farmer from Huron County. The Inomotos are from Kikakos, maternal family line. Yeah, and this year at the age of 72, he gazed upon the autumn moon from his sickbed. Yeah, um, with affection for birds and flowers and sadness at the sight of dew, his spirit remained unruffled, even as he lay on his deathbed. Yeah, I'm hoping that someday that I'm unruffled. <laughs> That's what my dream is. Okay. If I am unruffled, even as I lie on my bed, I could be able to finish this podcast. Okay. My spirit, his spirit, remained unruffled even as he lay on his deathbed. Yeah, and surely if I am a great hermit in the middle of New York City, I can finish this podcast. Okay. Finally, as a keepsake, he left behind a hoku on Sarashina and then passed away, upheld by the power of the Lotus Sutra. Yeah, I should have a copy of the Lotus Sutra and hold myself up by the power of the Lotus Sutra. Yeah, if I put that next to my Zabutan and read passages from the Lotus Sutra. After studying medicine, when he was young, he began his career with a stipend from Lord Honda. Yeah, I could go to the Honda and check out the... They have like a civic sport uh, that was so cute. (laughs) The Honda Civic Sport. With a stipend from Lord Honda, no dust gathered in his cooking pot. But... Yeah, there's not really much dust gathering in my Amor's cooking pot. She's busy cooking right now. No dust gathered in his cooking pot. But he... Yeah, does that mean something symbolically? That's not literal. If dust does gather, it might, must be a poor family that lacks food. Oh, so... We're lucky that we have food and our pot is not gathering dust. So we should be grateful. No dust gathered in his cooking pot, but he loathed worldly life. At the same time, we're not poor enough to have, we're rich enough to have food, but at the same time, I loathe worldly life. Yeah. Yeah. What? But he loathed worldly life and eventually cast off the trappings of his profession, breaking his doctor's staff. Yeah. Yeah, I became a brain surgeon, but then I just threw it out. Oh. Yeah, I tr- broke, cast off the trappings of his profession, breaking his doctor's staff and abandoning his work. He was in his early 60s. Yeah. When I was in my... Um, early 60s and uh, when did you abandon your work <laughs> yeah did you stop working or what that's that, in these modern times that's really bad yeah you are a, like a bum you stopped working he was in his early 60s well I actually got a call for a job I know uh, it seems that uh <laughs> Oh. He, he loathed the worldly life, but you have a worldly life, and are you going to go play volleyball and tennis, and uh, you're going to go shopping or something? Eventually cast off the trappings of his profession. Yeah, I cast off my trappings of my profession, and I... I um. Broke my doctor's staff, abandoning his work. And he was in his early 60s. What is it? What? How? No bueno. Oh, that's no good? 
Oh, it needs cleaning, I know. The pot gathered dust. Yeah, my thermos had a bunch of chunk in it and it needed to be cleaned. This is a practical place where I'm not. This is not a... You can't load the worldly life. You have to... <laughs> During his city residence into turning... Yeah, I've turned my city residence into a mountain retreat. Turning his city residence into a mountain retreat. He lived in delight. <laughs> and for over 10 years, he neither put down his brush nor left his desk. So prolific were his writings that they would overflow from a cart. Wow. So prolific was my poetry and my podcast. <laughs> Born by a lake. He met his end in the Eastern Plain. Surely he was a great hermit in the middle of New York City. Surely he was a great hermit in the middle of a city. Huh. Wow. Some people can be great if they use the power of the Lotus Sutra. Wow. And you stop working early. Did he retire early? Did you take early retirement? Or? You should be careful what you do. Okay. I'm trying to be careful. That's why I'm uh, trying to limit the risk in my portfolio. Yeah. So I can live in delight. Yeah, I was thinking I'd buy... Uh, if you buy calls... Uh, Call options on uh, value stock ETF, and you buy put options on a growth stock ETF. So what could happen then? Well, well, if they're options, so you limit what you risk in the first place. So you're limiting your risk to the value of the option. That's a purchased option. So. And creating call options on a value ETF and put options on a growth ETF. Yeah. I suppose the growth ETFs have higher PE and they fall harder. Yeah. And uh, with rising interest rates and their expected cash flow are farther out into the future, which is a greater discount rate when the Fed raises the rate. What's this have to do with delighting in the mountain retreat? I thought you would abandon the worldly life. Yeah, I'm trying to abandon it. That's why I need to hedge inflation. Wow, okay. How do you do that? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want dust to gather on my pot because I could become so poor from inflation that I dust will gather on my pot. Oh, I see. Ira Suki no Ato wa Suki no Yosumi Kana. The moon has set. All that remains is the four corners of his desk. <laughs> yeah, the only thing remaining is. Uh, this podcast. <laughs> the only thing remaining after my hedge is uh, the moon has set and the remains is the four corners of his desk. Now I'm trying to get a working desk in a way. I'm trying to abandon my work. Uh, and uh, I don't want the dust to gather on my pot. And I'm building a mountain retreat in the city, huh? where I can live in delight. And I'm at the same time, I'm not putting down my brush nor leaving my desk. Oh, hmm, who's that, you or this guy? Who is the venerable Tojin? He uh, sounds like a great guy, <laughs> Tojun. Yeah, well, who is this guy? He was an eminent farmer. His grandfather was an eminent farmer. Oh, is your father an eminent farmer? Yeah. 
His spirit remained unruffled. He's not on his bedbed. Yeah, I'm just hoping if I do this correctly, my spirit will remain unruffled even on my deathbed. Oh, wow. Huh. Through the power of the Lotus Sutra. I went to the Garden Botanica, the Garden Botanica in Bogota. And here, Basho's visiting the Soto's Chrysanthemum Garden. In the sixth year of General Coup, ninth day of the first month of winter, visiting Sodos, Chrysanthemum Garden. The Chrysanthemum Festival is held today, the ninth day of the tenth month, because in the ninth month the chrysanthemums have not yet budded. As a Chinese poem says, <coughs> A chrysanthemum festival is any time they are in bloom. Yeah, whenever a flower is blooming, that's a festival. Okay, and it's not unprecedented for the festival to be postponed. Yeah, so if the things haven't bloomed, then the festival is postponed. So if the weather isn't quite right, this podcast is postponed. (laughs) So through its winter, we've encouraged to write poems on the autumn chrysanthemum. He says, Kiko no kaya niwani karikasasiki tikiko no kaisako. Chrysanthemum fragrance in the garden, the soul of a worn out sandal. Preface to Lightning. At Hanma Sumi's house, hanging on the back wall of a no stage, is a portrait of skeletons playing flute and drum. Yeah, there's a portrait of me as a skeleton playing a flute. Uh A portrait of skeletons playing flute and drum. Is human life any different than the sporting of skeletons? Yeah, they have a whole book. Uh, interesting, this book uh, that's on, like, the music of the spheres is also called the Dance of Death. Yeah, they have like, these skeletons in the in Renaissance period when it, where there was the height of the period of things about... The Renaissance, the music of the spheres, they had the dance of death, uh, which is the skeletons, the sporting of skeletons. Hanging on the back wall of the no stage is the portrait of skeletons playing flute and drum. Is human life any different than the sporting of skeletons? Yeah, I don't know if my life, the way I play, like... uh, the way I play sports uh, with the tennis and the volleyball, it's no different than the sporting of skeletons. Swan Tzu used a skull for his pillow and didn't distinguish dream from reality. Wow. I don't know. I don't have a skull for my pillow, but I could suppose I could get a pillow with a skull on it. Well... That sounds very comfortable. It sounds much more comfortable than a skull. Well, how how often do you have to remind us of death in this podcast? Uh, Yeah. Well, rather than getting a stole, I just remind my listeners of death in this podcast. Swan Tzu used a skull for his pillow and didn't distinguish dream from reality. Truly, this evokes the character of our lives. <laughs> Remember, like, he's a haiku zen sort of poet, and he's, he, he talks about a, a lot about the uh, transitory nature of life. Wow. Why don't you talk about the transitory nature of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... He says, in Azumaya, K. 
Keo no Tokoro Yasusuki no Ro. Lightning through the face, Miss Canthus blooms. Plums. I don't know what that is. Constructing a hat, living a desolate life alone behind the door of my grass hut, feeling the loneliness whenever autumn's wind would blow. I borrow Yokan's sword and emulating the craft of the bamboo cutter, I chop bamboo and bend them and proclaim myself old man, maker of hats. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm going to proclaim myself the old man, maker of hats. So, but lacking any skill. The thing is, though, I lack any skill, really. I have no skill at all in anything. My tennis is terrible, really. It was terrible yesterday. It was like cold, and it was just, I thought it was something wrong with the ball or something wrong with me or somebody. I didn't know how well tennis works in the cold, the balls froze, or what the hell happened? So, but lacking any skill, I can spend the whole day at this work and fail to finish a hat. I could spend all day on this podcast and fail to make a successful one. I can spend a whole day at this work and fail to finish a hat. Yeah, I could spend a whole lifetime in meditation and fail to reach enlightenment. Oh, no. Wow. Is that what happened? <laughs> per perturbed as the days passed, I have grown weary of the task. Yeah, as days pass, I sometimes grow weary of the task of life. And, uh, oh, you are an old man now, I guess. What happened? In the morning, I stretch paper over the bamboo. In the evening, when they were dry, I put on more paper. I dye the paper in persimmon juice and have to harden it with lacquer. Yeah, in fact, I have to buy uh, some more notebooks. Uh, I filled up the uh, notebooks. Uh, mostly, uh, now, after 20 days have passed, it is done. The rim of the hat slants inward and then outward, just like a half-opened leaf of a lotus. <laughs> this peculiar shape is more appealing than one that is perfectly crafted. Yeah, the peculiar nature of the way I trust to play tennis is more appealing than the perfectly crafted tennis outfits. <laughs> Hmm. Is it Sagio's hat of loneliness or the one old sewer under a sky of snow? Yeah, I'm going to put on the hat of loneliness. I, I'm, very, I'm still lonely in a way. You could still be lonely and have an amour. You could even have a... You could live a long life of loneliness because not being enlightened is loneliness. Oh, wow. So, so I guess you, in a way, figured out what loneliness is and how to overcome it. Is that how you are ending this reading of Basha's journey? You're ending up... <laughs> Is it Sagio's hat of loneliness or the one old Sue wore under a sky of snow? Yeah, well, he raises the question, uh, if I could find the answer in the under a sky of snow. So you came back to Colum from Colombia to look under a sky of snow. Perhaps I'll journey to see the dew of Miyaki Plain or pull my staff through the snow under woo skies, hurrying through hail or waiting for winter showers. I cherish this hat that gives me such delight. Yeah, I cherish, uh, I cherish, basically just cherish the hat of loneliness. That gives me such delight. Yeah, being alone. In meditation is the hat that gives you such delight. Yeah. So I'm going to cherish the hat of loneliness. 
Suddenly a certain feeling comes over me to be drenched once again in Soji's flower, so I pick up my brush and jot down this inside my hat. Yeah, I'm jotting down notes right now inside my hat uh, in this podcast. Basho says, Yo ni furu mo, sarani soji no. Yadurikana. In a world of rain, life is like Soji's temporary shelter. Yeah, in uh, this world of rain, life is like Soji's temporary shelter. Yeah, I have to accept the fact that uh, where I'm living is sort of like a temporary shelter. So, if that is if I'm wearing the hat of loneliness. Uh, huh. So, I'm going to take up loneliness in meditation. Uh-huh. And now that I've finished, that finishes the, the book on page 143. So now, my journey is over. And I've arrived back in the city of loneliness, Uh sporting my skeleton in the tent on the tennis court. Uh So the business, the business of travel, was a good business for a poet. Uh I traveled a lot, and that was just for business. Oh. Business of what? To gather Instagram pictures and uh, and for the business of poetry. <laughs> and Basho, by the way, means banana. So my next activity will be to get some banana trees and and uh, in Pihau. <laughs> so uh, or plantains. What's the difference? Well, that's. My mission was to find out what the difference was. Uh, we had read the book Basho's Journey, the Literary Prose of Matsui Basho, translated and with an introduction by David Landis Barnhill. And uh, uh, State University of New York Press. So we did this from New York. It's published in 2005. And uh, Basho lived from 1644 to 1694. Uh-huh. Oh, Basho was a haiku poet? Yeah. Was certainly a great poet. His genius only unfolds in his literary prose. Uh-huh. The great theme of in his prose is the journey, a path through nature, time, spiritual reality, and one's life. Each day is a journey, the journey itself home. Yeah. So I am back to home, which is the journey itself. Uh, and I'm back home doing this podcast, which is the journey. <laughs> You're back home. Oh, yeah. The journey itself is home. <laughs>